The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday, and it's presented by DraftKings. Of course, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, once again coming to you live, kind of, from a hotel room in Green Bay before I finally head home after a long time away later on today. It is a new week, which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media. I am loving, loving when people quote tweet at Ross Tucker Pod. That'll probably be the winner. If I see something else that jumps out to me, then maybe not. But I love when people do that. So please, quote tweet at Ross Tucker Pod with your comments on any of the shows or anything about the shows. Love it. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner. We do have some new sponsors like FitBod. We've had Masterworks and AG1 for a while. You know how I feel about Simply Safe. And then the YouTube shout out. I'm always a, a big fan of youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Love getting new subscribers. Love getting new comments from you guys. It is awesome. Other than that, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, we'll start with the game that you were at last night where the Rams were officially eliminated from playoff contention while Green Bay still keeping their hopes alive with a 24-12 victory at Lambeau Field. You know, it's not that far outside the realm of possibility that the Packers still make the playoffs. It's really not. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're a game behind like the Lions and the Seahawks. It's only one game. It's not really that far. I got to say this first, Lambeau Field is spectacular, absolutely spectacular, everything about it. It is like all of the modern conveniences, but they kept everything historic. It feels like half the stands are filled an hour before the game because the fans want to get in there and cheer on every group as they come out for pregame warm-ups. It's just spectacular. The lighting in there 
is perfect. I, I don't know how else to describe it other than it is the coolest stadium in the NFL by a lot. And you got to go. And the people are incredible. I mean, even when they're up by two scores, two-minute warning, nobody leaves. Nobody leaves. It. These people are incredible. They absolutely love their Packers. I hadn't been here probably, I don't know, four or five years, and I missed it. I, I, I forgot how much I missed it. As for the food, they do it right, man. They do it right. First of all, they have a side station for brats and hot dogs. Then they have the best salad bar in the NFL. Last night, they had chicken stir fry, um, chicken fried rice, loaded mashed potatoes with like bacon bits and cheese, sliced garlic ribeye. So good. They had a bunch of cookies, which I appreciate very much. Bunch of cookies. I like the peanut butter cookies. And then they had Coke Zero. Really, really good performance. I had the loaded mashed and garlic ribeye right when I got there. Then I had the salad right before kick. Then I had two brats and chili at halftime. If you're playing in a stadium where it's that cold, chili should be mandatory at halftime. Mandatory. That was amazing. I got to give them an A. I got to give them an A for that. By the way, quick side note. At halftime, I ran into Brooks Kepka, Jack, the golfer. You know the golfer? Do you Brooks know who Kepka? Brooks Kepka? I do know who Brooks Kepka is, yes. Yeah, he's my favorite golfer because he looks like he played linebacker in high school. And I told him that. I go, dude, you're my favorite golfer. He's like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, not for the golf. I'm not really into golf. But you look like you played linebacker in high school. He laughed. I said, did you by any chance play high school football? And he said, no, I was too much of a, and I won't say the word that he said after that because this is a family show. But, man, that was funny. As for the game itself, you know, Rams came to play again, so I give them credit for that. Green Bay marched on their first drive, um, run and pass, um, until, it's funny, they had, like, intentional incidental contact on Jalen Ramsey. Like, it was, like, he tripped the guy, but it was, like, intentional. You could see him, like, trip him. And then Rodgers took a sack, so the uh, Packers had to settle for a field goal. Then, I don't know why, but Alan Lazard, like, stopped running his route, and Rodgers threw it well over the head of Lazard because he started to slow down, which led to an interception. And then the Rams kind of move the ball, running Baker Mayfield. They kick a field goal. It's 3-3. But then finally, on the second drive, Packers were really impressive, I thought, up front most of the game. It was a lot of A.J. Dillon. 
I think he had like six touches on the drive. <clears throat> and then Randall Cobb had a couple clutch catches and they had that awesome touchdown where AJ Dillon like powered through and had a bunch of O linemen push him from behind to get in the end zone. That was awesome. That was really, really cool. Um, but then you know what? Baker, I thought, is a good fit for McVay's offense with all of the um, bootlegs and play action. And he was able to get the Rams a 54-yard field goal to make it 10-6 at halftime. So we had a pretty good game. In the second half, um, Packers just kind of took over. Especially a penalty against the Rams helped them on that first drive. Throws to Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Christian Watson, they go up 17-6. Then he actually, Aaron Rodgers had a beautiful pass to Mercedes Lewis, who wasn't even supposed to go out for the route. They're up 24-6. Credit to Baker and the Rams. They kept fighting, and they got a Higby touchdown to make it 24-12. That was actually all of the scoring. There was a Baker interception, Aaron Jones fumble, and the Packers pretty much ran out the clock the last nine minutes or whatever of the game. Awesome game. Packers are not out of this. Preston Smith and Quay Walker, really impressive on defense for the Packers. And it really just looks like Aaron Rodgers is having fun out there, which is which is nice to see. Because other times he seems like miserable. So anyway. I'm, uh, it was an awesome game, but I'm also ready to be home. Thankfully, I know my family is safe and I have that peace of mind because it's simply safe. Whether it's a holiday gift to your family or yourself, or maybe it's a new year's resolution. Why don't you start with making sure your family's safe? I got even another one on my flight to Green Bay. I could hear a mom sitting next to me talking with her daughters, her daughter, and was concerned that her one daughter might have people over, might have a party, didn't really trust her. Listen, you have the HD security camera from Simply Safe. It's over. There's no discussion. There's no wondering. Like you could save, I even said this to the lady. I was like, you should get Simply Safe. You should have a camera. Then you don't even have to worry about it. She's like, I know, I know, we should. That's the way a lot of you guys are. I know, I know. No, do it. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It's time for the all important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is. Number 32 is the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, I think they're even worse than the Texans. Texans have played really well two weeks in a row against good teams. And they just went to overtime with the Chiefs. 
Whereas the Cardinals, they lose by two scores to the Broncos, to the Denver Broncos with Brett Rippon as their quarterback. Number 31 is the Houston Texans. Well, I kind of just talked about it, right? I mean, this is almost best case scenario for the um, Texans on some level. They show that they've got some talented young guys. They play better, but they still lose to make sure they get the number one pick. Number 30, we have from last night, Los Angeles Rams. You know, they're not that bad, um, especially with Baker playing pretty solid football, but I'm not sure I, I know for sure or think they're better than some of these teams ahead of them. Number 29, the Denver Broncos. They got a win. Defense has been good all year, but they're still not a good team. I mean, I, they're still not good. Although, And it sounds like Russell Wilson will be back this week. Number 28, Indianapolis Colts. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I called the game on Saturday. In the first half, they looked like a top 15 in the NFL. In the second half, they looked like the worst team in the NFL. I mean, ultimately, the wild part about that is that they didn't even, like the Vikings didn't even get all the breaks in the second half, and they still came back. It's just, it's a bad team. Number 27 is the Chicago Bears. You know, I said this yesterday, Jack, and you watched them. They're they're frisky. I I was most impressed by how hard they played and the fact that the Eagles' offensive line was not able to dominate in the run game. And they played pretty good coverage, actually, on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, considering it was basically single high safety middle of the field and man-to-man on the outside. Number 26, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about them other than what I like about this team is they've been in like every game, which tells you they're not far away, and they've played a lot of rookies, and they're doing that now, Ritter and London and Algier. If Ritter is the guy, then, you know, they have a decent chance, right? to go ahead and really build around this group. Number 25 is the New Orleans Saints. Somehow, some way, they're still not out of this thing in the NFC South. I mean, that is kind of gross for the NFC South, but also true. Number 24, Cleveland Browns. So... I guess credit to their defense. I I, I still don't know why the Ravens didn't run it more against like a historically bad run defense. Not sure I understand that or ever will. But kudos to the Browns. They got a win. You know, I'm still hoping and looking and waiting to see more from Deshaun Watson. It's been three starts now. Number 23 is the Carolina Panthers. Very disappointing loss. Very. There's just no other way around it. I mean, that was that was bad. 
you know, they had a lot to play for. And the Steelers kind of didn't. You know, the Panthers take care of business in that game. They're tied for first place in the NFC South. But the Steelers came in and kind of pushed them around. Number 22 is the aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers. Who I will see Saturday night, Christmas Eve, against the Raiders. Looking forward to that one. Steelers, Raiders, 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Just should be a cool night. And uh, Steelers are coming off pretty impressive win. Number 21 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're just bad. I mean, like the Colts, they kind of fooled me in the first half and actually looked pretty good. But second half, the wheels completely, totally fell off. Number 20 is the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, it's uncanny how many times they've had leads and blown them. Only this time, they found a way to tie it back up and then miraculously win it. But they're still not a very good team. Number 19 is the Green Bay Packers. You know, with them having Dobbs back, along with Watson and Lazard and Randall Cobb, if A.J. Dillon's healthy and Aaron Jones, O-line's playing better, Packers' defense was better last night. There, you, you can see why they've been so good the last couple of years. Number 18 is the Tennessee Titans. How many games have they lost in a row now? It feels four. like they've lost a bunch of games in a row. Yeah. I mean, that is very unlike the Titans – Um, They just can't find a way to buy a win. Number 17, New England Patriots. Middling. I mean, what what else is there to say? They are a very, very middling team at this point. They're not a well-coached team, and um, it would be surprising now if they made the playoffs. I mean, they're still in the race, but that would surprise me. That was a Big, big loss for them. Big loss. Because now they're behind the Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins, and tied with the Jets. Number 16, Washington Commanders. So, that was a bad loss. Um, You know, they, they got a raw deal on the officiating end of it late. The McLaurin one looks like a miscommunication, but the play after it was absolutely pass interference. What we were always taught is, you know, play well enough so that it can't come down to the officials. And clearly, the commanders were not able to do that. Number 15, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I got them ahead of the Titans, and I feel like it would be fun to see the Jaguars in the playoffs. Like at this point, we've kind of seen the Titans in the playoffs. We kind of know how that'll go. I just think it'd be great for their fans and also kind of entertaining to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jags in the playoffs if they're able to get it done. 
Number 14 is the Seattle Seahawks. Man, it feels like they had a bye. It's been so long since they played last Thursday night. Uh, that was a really uh, back-to-back bad losses for the Seahawks. They, they were very much in pole position, you know, to, to make the playoffs. And um, they're on a bad stretch here where they've uh, lost two in a row. And now they've let the Lions come all the way back to tie them. And now the Packers are even kind of breathing down their neck a little bit. Number 13 is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a couple things that could be said about them. It's just crazy how many leads they've blown this year. You know, it's like um, that movie or that show, like he's just not that into you. The Ravens, unfortunately, just aren't that good. They're just not as good as I thought they'd be. Number 12, New York Jets. And, you know, the Jets are not playing bad football. Even without Quinn and Williams, even without Mike White, they're right there. But three close games, they've lost really heartbreaking fashion at the end. But they've been right there in all of them. And they've been against pretty good opponents, too. Number 11 is the New York Giants. Boy, that was an impressive win. And it was great for even money. Jack, I was up 10 units again this week. Again, dude. I think I'm up like 37 units for the season. And we'll obviously record even money podcast with Fezzik later today, later this morning, really. But um, it's pretty incredible. Giants were able to get that win. Very, very impressive. I can't say that I thought for sure they'd get the win, but, I mean, they got the better of the Commanders a couple weeks ago, so I don't know why people thought things were going to change so much. Number 10, Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. San Diego Chargers. San Diego. You know what the Chargers remind me of? Labatt Blue Light. Labatt Blue Light for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I just felt like talking about Labatt Blue Light because football season means Labatt Blue Light. It's really hot sometimes in Los Angeles. There's no better way to cool down and watch the Chargers than with the pristine, pristine, I tell you, Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. As for the Chargers, see them in the playoffs. Obviously, you know, Justin Herbert gives them a chance in any game they play. And back-to-back games that other years they would have lost. Close game to the Dolphins, close game to the Titans. Chargers took care of business. Good for them. Number nine, Detroit Lions. Oh, my gosh. I think my boy, KJ, Christopher Jackson, who helps us with our web stuff, I think he's going to have a heart attack. Jack, I've been doing this for over 10 years. I don't think the Lions have ever been top 10. But what is there to say? I mean, I'm going based on 
how these teams would play right now in a best of five in my backyard. And right now the Lions are better than these other teams. They're playing better than these other teams. How many games have they won in a row now? They've won three in a row, but it's like six of seven with the only loss being that Bills Thanksgiving Day game. They're playing awesome. Number eight, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins going the wrong way. I will say this, though. Unlike the Chargers loss, I thought the Bills loss was actually encouraging for the Dolphins and something you can build upon moving forward. Number seven, Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. It's kind of weird that they won and um, they won and it was epic comeback, but I don't know how to describe it other than I still don't think they are better, a better football team than the other six. Then the six that I think have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, which are the next six. However, it should be noted as well that the Cowboys haven't been playing that great either. Number six, with that in mind, number six, Dallas Cowboys. I have no idea why people keep blaming Dak for that loss. That was not Dak. That was not Dak's fault. That was primarily the defense's fault that they weren't able to get it done. And or Noah Brown for the drop in overtime. But at any rate, it was obviously a uh, devastating loss for the Cowboys who are now highly likely to be the five seed and have to win three road playoff games, which look, the first one is going to be at the NFC South team. So it's not like it's that bad. At least the Cowboys will be able to get a playoff win. Number five is the Kansas City Chiefs. So I dropped the Chiefs because I think these other four teams are better than them right now. You know, Chiefs didn't look great in Denver. The Chiefs also um, didn't look great against Houston. They're not playing real well right now. The other teams are playing better. Number four. Cincinnati Bengals. Like the Bengals. Boy, that was such an impressive second half. To be down 17-0 and come back to go up 34-17. Bengals have won six in a row and are looking real good. Number three is the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills still aren't necessarily like firing on all cylinders. But they've won five in a row. They have pole position right now for the number one seed. And they got to keep it. Because that remains a huge edge if they just had to win two games in Orchard Park. Number two, San Francisco 49ers. Hard to argue with this right now, isn't it? I mean, the Niners are on an absolute roll. Brock Purdy or no Brock Purdy. They are playing as well as anybody. They've won seven in a row, and they're now just kind of playing for playoff positioning. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... 
Number one, once again, is Philadelphia Eagles. Big news for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder. It appears he's unlikely to play against the Cowboys on Saturday. The good news for Eagles fans and why they probably shouldn't be freaking out is he obviously stayed in the game and was able to stay in the game and play really well, you know, with the throws to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. He even ran it after that, uh, which shows he's tough as nails. But um, Sports Injury Central, uh, Dr. Chow, six score, they think he has a sprained AC joint, which is like one to three weeks to let it heal. So I'd have to think that the Eagles probably will give him at least one week to try to let that thing heal. Uh, but they got to win another game, and they got to win one of these last three games. And you can't, you can't like take that for granted in the NFL. Other than that, obviously they keep winning. They got a good team. Shout outs are in order. By the way, I think Gardner Minshew is going to go into Dallas and play his butt off. Shout out to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOffTheSchedule.com, and it is not too late, my friends. MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.